0: The Everson Cooper Podcast. We are entrepreneurs that are interested in what makes people successful.
1: In this podcast, we sit down with a wide range of people with diverse perspectives and backgrounds.
0: We dive into the obstacles that they've had to overcome, their successes, unique experiences, and everything in between.
1: Our goal is to continuously learn from those around us and share their knowledge so that we can all find something that makes us better and makes those around us better.
0: We hope you enjoy.
1: Hey, everyone. Andy from Everson Cooper. On the podcast today, we have Julie Peters. Julie is the Executive Regional Vice President for Arbon International. Julie is a dear friend of Elizabeth and myself, and we both look up to and respect Julie very, very much. In our conversation, we discuss Julie's career transition from more than 25 years in the corporate world to being an entrepreneur and building a multi-level marketing business that has become incredibly successful over the past 16 years. We also talk about the people, experiences, and books that inspire her and have shaped her perspective on life, family, and business. There are a lot of great things uh, that I hope you can take away from listening to our conversation with Julie. She's a great person to listen to. Uh, her attitude and demeanor are so infectious. She is an incredibly positive and upbeat person. I'm excited for you to hear from Julie. So, without further delay, please enjoy our conversation with Julie Peters. Julie Peters. <laughs> Hi, Andy. Thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you very much, sir. Very, very excited to uh, to have you. You've um, you've been you've been a really cool influence uh, in our life. We've known you for several years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have kind of started out personally. And now, I think we've started to learn from you you know professionally now we've we've seen your your successes in different arenas, and so we're starting to pick up on some of those things so. <laughs> yeah,
2: because I think Elizabeth and I met first mm-hmm. at a networking, we were each doing a networking group together, and yep. then it just kind of transitioned into family friends actually yeah. knowing a lot of my family and everything yep. else, so which to me is the best I mean that really mm-hmm. is a blessing when you've got it that way.
1: Yeah, yeah, we, uh, well, and I'm glad you touched on that, because we actually do kind of feel that we're we're creating our own little, like, family village.
2: <laughs> very know, in, much in, in, it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I mean, like, how many of us are in a square mile, right. I think, is really, we're just blessed. It's very awesome. That's, That's the best part right? about that, yeah. I love yeah. it. It is. Yeah. It yeah. Is. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, and we appreciate it, too, because we feel like, you know, being here without actual blood family, we feel like we have family and you and Rankin and Jessica and George and all of our friends, so it's nice to be a part of that. But it is crazy. I was thinking about that on the way here today. I met you... I was still teaching, mm-hmm. and the very first time Julie met me, I was in tears, which is not a good first impression,
2: um, and I will never forget it. Uh-huh. We're sitting outside of Starbucks, and I was just like, "This poor girl, like, what does she do?" Uh-huh. You know, I just felt so bad. You'd had a horrible day, yeah, and I just—it's it, so neat because you've like just grown so much since that, because that was several years ago. Mm-hmm. But now, just to see you happier and you know things so much better in your life than than they were at that point so yeah. it's well, I appreciate awesome. that, and
0: you're going to be part of that whether you know it or not just because you're you've kind of already been there and paved that way which mm-hmm. we'll talk about today how you yeah. transitioned from career like corporate career to yeah. what you're doing now and yeah. it's cool and it's a neat inspiration so we're happy yeah. to have yeah. you here well, we appreciate you. you thank you very much so really? tell us a little bit about your background you grew
2: up In this area, right? No. Well, I came to Houston uh, when I graduated high school. So I came here to go to college. Mm -hmm. So my family, my dad was in the Air Force and also in the restaurant business. So those two things... Um, caused you to move a lot. So we moved around many, many times. I don't think I ever went to the same school for more than two years until I got to high school. And we had to move two times in those four years of high school. But we actually were in the same city. And I did go to the same school for four whole years. And But my father was big time in the restaurant business. And so that's what I knew growing up. So when I graduated high school, I thought, University of Houston had one of the top schools. It was Cornell, Michigan State, and University of Houston for top restaurant management schools. So that was my decision okay. to come here. So technically, I've been here since 1976, so a lot more than, you know, like, <laughs> like two-thirds, three-fourths of my life. I don't know, right. but a long, long time. But that was kind of the background and the and the setup.
0: So you went to the University of Houston mm-hmm. And you studied restaurant management. mm mm-hmm. Then what? You
2: graduated, what happened? I graduated in 1980, and then my very first job, for those that have been Houstonians for a long, long time, was with Chi-Chi's Mexican Restaurant, and they kind of were here before Papacitos. Papacitos kind of blew them out of the water a little bit, <laughs> just to <laughs> throw names around, but um, I was the front-of-the-house manager for them. And it was, I learned a lot at that job, but it was definitely, also showed me that I, probably didn 't really want to stay in the restaurant business my whole life because my paychecks as front of the house manager sometimes didn 't even equal that of the tip pooling that the bus boys got seriously wow. and it was crazy, but yet the hours you know you had to open you were closing yeah. you were all the responsibility a lot of that so it was it was crazy it was a real interesting kind of time of my life, but also very important you know it led me to kind of the next steps but Anyway, and I did have um, a general manager there that um, really was probably most instrumental in me leaving the job just because he he wasn't very respectful of all the staff. Mm -hmm. You know, fortunately, he was fine to me, but I watched the way he would treat a lot of the others, and that was just something that was really hard. So one of the things I learned from that, even though it was not a great situation, was just how... You have to respect everybody. You know, I don't care if they're sweeping the kitchen at the end of the night or mm. if they're taking the deposit to the bank or if they're your bartender or your head server. It really doesn't matter. And if you want them to respect you, you absolutely have to respect them. Mm. And one of the good things was that I was always able, if we were running short, I could call servers or busboys and they would show up for me because yeah. I learned to do that and made sure that it was mutual. But Anyway, it was it was okay to close that chapter, <laughs> to be honest.
0: <laughs> but you definitely touched on something really important, it's that respect, mm-hmm. no matter who it is or what they're doing. Everybody yeah. deserves that. Mm-hmm. Everybody should get that, and that's what's going to get them to do the
2: work that you need them to do as the leader. Yeah, and wow. not in a manipulative way, but literally in a respectful way. Yeah, because it is, it is important, and everybody does deserve it. Regardless.
0: Well, I think that comes from inside of you, mm-hmm. too, valuing everybody's position and knowing yeah. that everybody's integral and in what they're doing. That's really Not neat that, that you learned that from that job. So
2: what so you left that job. Mm-hmm. Where'd you go? So a very good friend of mine that I had known through college owned a sound and lighting company, and his business, I had worked for him kind of keeping the books, doing all the accounting through college, and even a little bit while I was still working at at Chi Chi's, and uh, Rob's business really just started growing, so he started out with you know, four employees. And he offered me a job. And I thought, you know what, this is, this is a good time. So I ended up resigning from the restaurant. And I went to work with him and actually worked with him for 26 years. So we I was their fifth employee hired. And at the time when I resigned, all the four were still there that had started before me. Wow, so wow. he really had a great retention, you know, on the way he treated his employees. And he always respected me very well, which is when he got that back in return also mm-hmm. so yeah. which again very important absolutely yeah. and when you,
1: so when you started you were the fifth employee yeah what did, after 26 years how large was the company
2: there were about 95 wow. something like okay. that close to 100 and That's now like they probably, probably one have one. way more than that because no. i've been gone from you know that part of my life since 2002 so 16 years kind of crazy no. it's amazing how fast time Really does right. seem to fly. You know, when you have these things that are <coughs> as long as working somewhere for 26 years, you know, at, at that time it was well over half my life. Mm-hmm. And now to think I've even been gone from that for 16 years. But um, yeah, I figured I would be there forever. I never dreamt that there would be another job or another career after that, to be right. honest with you. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you never know where the opportunity is going to come.
1: That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I guess to put a little context on the, the company LD... Mm-hmm. Right? LD Systems. LD Systems, yeah. okay. Now, am I correct when I say they are the sound company for the Houston... Live section Show and Rodeo, yeah. yes. Okay. Yeah,
2: they were okay. the the technical director in sound and lighting. So the, the president of the company is really instrumental in designing all of that. He actually helped design the stage. There's a brand new stage yeah. that the rodeo has now. and That's a big deal. Yeah, it's a real big deal. Yeah. It's a huge deal. Yeah. So, Yeah. I'm very proud of them. That's incredible. I still feel like sometimes it's, it's so in my blood, mm-hmm. but yet I'm okay to be yeah. doing what I'm doing now. Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah. nonetheless, they're very intelligent folks there mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So from <clears throat> you there, 26 years, mm-hmm. some of the experiences, drawn some of the experiences that you had that, um, I guess shaped what you do or how you look at things professionally. And cause we'll talk a little bit about mm-hmm. your transition and and some of the things that maybe you you learned while you were at LD, LD Systems and what you're currently doing?
2: I think one of the biggest things at LD was just the loyalty and the trust factor. So the gentleman that I was friends with was actually the president of the company. So I knew that he could trust me with, you know, deposits or if he was say it was time for him to be at rodeo, you know, because he would literally move into the hotel there and he'd be there for six weeks straight just because he had to be there for every show and all the getting, you know, the prep work and the loadout, all of that kind of stuff. So for me, you know, for him he needed someone that he could trust so that if someone came into me and asked if he was around or if they could I could get a hold of him, he knew that I would respond correctly or I wouldn't bother him if it wasn't stuff that needed his attention and so there was a real again it goes back to respect but so many does so many things do but there was a respect there was a loyalty a trust a confidence and I think those are just qualities that that you just have regardless of what you're doing Mm -hmm. and but they were very strong in that in that position and I took a lot of pride in it I didn't love what I did per se like I didn't you know um you know, it was a lot of accounts payable and receivables. I mean, from that aspect. I loved right. the people I worked with. They were great. But the day-to-day wasn't always, you know, the most fun or what I thought, yes, I've made it. And this is what I want to sure. do forever and ever. And and they were long hours. Because for me, the majority of my work, I didn't really seem that I could get done until the closing hours. Because then the employees left. Mm-hmm. And then I could... Do payroll and I could mm-hmm. do workman's comp and the things that needed doing that you really needed to kind of focus and not having the door knocked on, you know, mm-hmm. every five minutes, yeah. though that was part of the job during the day, right? So, yeah. Yeah. anyway.
1: So, you mentioned something <clears throat> about, so you mentioned respect, just respect. Mm-hmm regardless um and then the, the, while you were at Chi Chi's you know you could call someone and you know one of your counterparts maybe you couldn't even get people there if you if you gave them a raise right uh, but you could just say hey we yeah. you know you come work and come mm-hmm. for this person and it would be right there mm-hmm. so I, I want to kind of transition into what you're doing now yeah. you're with Arbon International and, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about you know the, the, the transition from LD Systems to, okay. to Arbon, but a lot of what Carbon is about it's 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 one on one it's you know very you're you're helping your customers you're helping them with with personal mm-hmm. uh, stuff with personal health and you know hygiene and everything so talk a little bit I guess is that that's just something that's natural in you I mean you just you just want to help people that you you really enjoy serving I guess and and helping to improve and so. I'll talk a little bit about
2: that. Yeah, to be honest, I feel like it has just transitioned. I think when you start out, and obviously my age, I'm double y'all's age, but you know, but when you have lived all those years, and that's been such a part of your growing up, you know, I had a great relationship with my folks, and I did respect my parents, and they respected me. You know, again, it was that mutual. I just have always learned that you you it goes both ways, you know, all the time, and so I think just having that history for decades of doing that, you know it just was a natural fit into what I'm doing now. And, yeah. and I think that's real important, you know, cause different people have different opinions and you know, you gotta, you gotta be okay. You may not agree with them, but you still need to hear them out and you still need to, you know, have courtesy for whatever their thoughts or their beliefs are.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, so tell mm-hmm. everyone, tell the listeners about Arbonne International. Okay. Um, you know, the, what it, what it's about, uh, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a great company. Full disclosure, Elizabeth and I are, are users of the product. A lot <laughs> I'm of products. You. Yay! <laughs>
2: I know. We so, love you know, that. Tell, we so, love talk Arbon a little Jones. bit about Arbonne, kind yeah. of what led you to mm-hmm. Arbonne?
1: Okay, and then, uh, you know just where you are now. I mean, you're kind of a big deal with Arbon. Yeah,
2: <laughs> thank you. Um, Arbon's just a big deal to me. That's the yeah. thing I think. But actually, there was one step kind of in the middle. So a lot of times, you know, for people that don't know, Arbon is a network marketing company, and I had never been involved in a network marketing company ever. Didn't really even understand what it was. But the reason I left LD Systems was a life event. My mom passed away, and so I think a lot of times that things like that, you know, changes that people don't expect, sometimes lead them into, you know, a business to where, you know, if you'd asked me 15 years ago, if I'd ever be doing what I'm doing right now. No way. Like, yeah. not even... No way. Sure. Like, not at all, right? And so when my mom passed away, a job came open on staff at my church. And that truly was a blessing. Um, it was a little difficult from the standpoint that I took a huge cut in pay. And it was a pretty... Significant cut in pay, mm-hmm. but my church was located a mile from my home as opposed to 45 miles mm-hmm. and right. unlimited length of actual time to get home, you know, so late to kids orchestra concerts or plays or anything that I might need to do because you could really n- never judge that time. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of an intermediate step. You know, I was on staff at church and, and I was close to home. I was able to be, to run home if I needed to for kids or, or what have you. And that's actually where I met my sponsor. So that's how Arbon okay. came into, um, into the picture. And when I was first introduced to it, I also felt no way, you yeah. know, but I understood um, the just the benefits of the using the products. And for me, I just thought, you know, if it'll save me time and save me money, I can get a savings by ordering online and it comes to my door and I don't have to go to the mall. Right. And that sounded like a really good fit for me. But no way, no how was I thinking of a career path mm-hmm. in something like Arbonne. Because, you know, having a college degree, been in corporate at that point, even if you count the church time, more than 30 years, more than half my life, I just really didn't see myself, again, growing up mm-hmm. to sell products that came out of a catalog. You know, it was just really hard to to put those two things together. Yeah, yeah. So That's interesting to think about it mm-hmm. that way.
0: Well, and before mm-hmm. you get too much into Arvon, you, you had two beautiful children that you raised mm-hmm. while you were in corporate. What was that like, being a mom that was, you know, the working mom, the hard hours, the long hours? What was that like then?
2: And then I guess maybe that life event mm-hmm. of your mom passing away really... It was made you need to change It was that. tough, and I'll tell you, I have to give credit to my husband because he is a full-time musician, so he's a bass player and a singer, which also is why I felt I needed the corporate job because the nature of his business, he doesn't get paid if he's not singing or playing the bass. But um, Rankin was an incredible Mr. Mom, so I had a lot of peace, At the fact that at least when I left, I wasn't dropping kiddos off at daycare for 12 hours Mm -hmm. a day. You know, they, for the most part, had their dad with them, um, which was great for him. Sometimes I felt like I was always the bad cop. He was, the you know, (laughs) the good parent, but nonetheless. (laughs) And that's also where my mom really came in very Mm -hmm. handy, because if Rankin did have a recording or if he had a gig, then mom was such a backup Mm -hmm. to... You know parenting mm-hmm. with our kiddos, so that was that was difficult you know when she was not there anymore to yeah. to be that help and and that's why being up here was. Real helpful, and mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Repeat what no, I was. You're okay. I just, forgot what I was. What just direction kind of like we were, being a
0: being yeah. a mom, being the working yeah. mom, and raising children, and
2: the challenges. That's, but yeah. maybe some of the things that you learned, mm-hmm. or the habits that you instilled to be successful at that. Well, one of the things, and I will never ever forget this, and I often think about it because I still live, you know, in the house where this happened. But my daughter, who is now 30 years old, and she actually is, you know, has her own Arbonne business as well. Jessica was uh, in kindergarten at the time. And I remember we were sitting at the light at Woodlands Parkway and Panther Creek, like right by McCullough. And out of the blue, Jessica said, Mom, if you and Daddy get divorced, I would have to live with Daddy. And number one, I'm thinking, like, where did this come from? You know, because Rankin and I were having no problems that I knew about. Certainly. (laughs) I'm like, what? But you realize in kindergarten, kids talk, and there was a kid in class whose parents were getting divorced. And so the talk was, well, I'm going to live with mom, but I'll see dad, you know, at this point in time. And I just thought, and so I asked Jess, I said, you know, tell me why, why you would say that, you know, it's like the hair on my neck is just, you know, going up. And she said, well, daddy gets us up in the morning and he feeds us breakfast and he makes our lunch. And he walks us to the bus stop. And then when we get off the bus, he meets us and he gives us a snack and helps us with our homework and puts us, you know, gives us dinner and gets us ready for bed. And all of that occurs while I'm gone, you know, because my days are, are well 12 to 14 hour days with traffic and all of that. And I thought, oh, my gosh, in their little minds at that time, if you took mommy out of the equation, nothing would really change. But if you took daddy out of the equation, who would do all those things. Mm -hmm. And that was really tough. And I, at that point, I did not know about Arbonne yet. I didn't find out about it for many years after that, but I never forgot that. And that Mm -hmm. was such an impactful just occurrence. You know, it was like out of the mouths of babes. I mean, I totally understood where Jessica was coming from, but it was really hurtful. Mm -hmm. It, It was hard. And I thought, I didn't think I had a choice. I didn't, You know, like I said with Rankin, being a musician, but he was living his dream. He absolutely loves Mm -hmm. singing, and he's incredible at it, and he's a wonderful bass player. And so I loved the fact that he could do what he wanted to do, and the fact that he was the one taking care of our kids, you know, it was such a blessing, but it was hard at the same time. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how well I balanced it, to be honest with you. (laughs) I'm sure there were times I didn't do a very good job, but... Anyway, I did have help, which was great. Well, I think you said something
0: interesting. You didn't know that you had a choice. And I think a lot of us don't always know that we have a Mm -hmm. choice when we're working in the jobs that we're working in. And, you know, I I know I felt trapped when I was... Mm In my previous job, and mm-hmm. it's it's hard. you feel like, how am I going to move on, and mm-hmm. how am I going to provide for my family and get this nice salary every couple yeah. weeks or whatever the pay schedule mm-hmm. is? And you don't know that you actually can make choices and do bigger things. So talk about that. Yeah. So you went from corporate to the church, and then you met your sponsor for mm-hmm. Arbonne. Yeah. And now you are a big deal in our bond. You're very successful in what you do. So what did that look like going from, I'm used to getting a paycheck, even though at the church it was less to, Oh my gosh, I'm building this business
2: and uh, it's all on me. What what did that look like for you? Well, the choice part, I think, is really one of the biggest things. And that was amazing because for me, when I was introduced to Arbonne, I was 47 years old. So I had worked 30 years, you know, for other people Mm -hmm. and helping make other people very successful, you know, but yet just didn't have the freedom to just say, I'm not coming in today or I'm not going to do that. Mm -hmm. And I think, again, it was because of my loyalty. I wouldn't just. Call in, right. and so it really became um, just learning that I had a choice was huge. Mm-hmm. And then when I did make the decision, I worked. I stayed working at the church for a couple of years, even after I started growing an Arbon team and an Arbon business. But I honestly then also felt that I, I kept thinking, what if I did this full time? Mm-hmm. And then I felt. I wasn't. I didn't want to do a disservice to my church right. by being on staff there, but thinking of everything else I should be doing, mm-hmm. and so it was kind of natural at the point where I reached. It was. It's a level in Arvon, but area manager, and at that point, your business is willable to your family. So I thought, okay, this is a good a good step for me at that time because I had basically covered my income at the church mm-hmm. when I got yeah. to that level. So it seemed like all right, I could transition into Arbon full time and then really, you know, start working the business. And I'll be honest, I was scared to death. Like yeah. I said I had never done this before and I was very fearful. I came into Arbon with so much doubt and so much fear. I I can't even tell you. But I also came in it with commitment and knowing that mm-hmm. I had worked so long in the corporate world and my kids were at this point, like starting junior high and, Mm -hmm. and high school. And I didn't want to be that parent that was just never there. Mm -hmm. And then even when they got to college, I wanted to be able to go see them and visit them and, you know, stuff. So I figured if I was going to do this, I had to make the decision that I was going to do it. And there was no... You know the back door was shut, basically. Right. So it's you know you're going to do it and you're going to going to make it work. And so I, we did, we did. Yeah. So so you took the leap, mm-hmm.
0: you quit your job at the mm-hmm. at the church yeah. when you hit area manager with Arbon. Mm-hmm. And then how? So how many? That was a couple of years, few years between mm-hmm. when you started and got area manager. Yes. How quickly? What's the next level? Regional vice president. Regional vice president. Yeah. So how
2: quickly did that? That came three years later. Okay. So, and they a big feat. Yeah. It, it, there is. And just to give an indication, there's only 15 VPs in all of Houston. So it is something that I'm real proud of. And it's not that I did anything... You know, different because when you look at the different VPs in Houston, you know several of them are are news reporters, and one is a physician's assistant, and one used to work for the government embassy. She speaks like seven languages. Wow! So when you think of, and here's Julie, you know, who is just a corporate person that worked at church that was introduced to Arbon, but it was really kind of neat to know that it was just my commitment, my determination not to quit. You mm-hmm. know, I, I felt like I was on a different level from these other ladies. But yet that I wasn't, because mindset-wise, it was all going in the right direction. -hmm. And mindset's probably the most important part, right? It honestly is. When you're building any sort
0: of business or any sort of Mm -hmm. career, I think your determination not to quit, you shut the door behind you, you didn't leave that open just in case this didn't work. There was no option of this not working. Well and
2: there's a guy that I've coached with before, Jerry Roisen Tool, and I really I just love him. He's so he's all about mindset. And his one of his favorite sayings is don't let doubt take you out. And to me, that's just—I mean—that can be said for almost anyone. Because once we start doubting ourselves, then we really allow all that stuff to creep in. So when you can keep that at bay, or you know, kick doubt to the curb, or whatever you need to do, then it's a—it really helps mm-hmm. a lot. So.
1: So I'm always curious mm-hmm. when when you really when you were on that trajectory, mm-hmm. when I guess you really started figuring out when you got area manager and then you became uh, region VP. Uh, is that the right term that I yeah, use? Yeah, regional okay. vice okay. president. Okay. Regional now. vice president. All right. Um, I don't want to do. I don't <laughs> no, do okay. this. What was some of the, like day to day, week to week stuff that you're, you're picking up the phone? Who mm-hmm. are you calling? You know, what did you do? I know that you, um, you, know, you do. You'll you have parties or, or whatever at mm-hmm. people's homes. What did you do to get those scheduled so you can actually get in front of people and so you can continue to sell the product? because those are the things that I'm always curious of really kind of like where the rubber meets the road. Yeah. Because, you know, not, you know, not letting doubt, you know, take you out right. is key, but then, okay, if you're, you're confident, okay, well then, then what do you do? You What's still got to do it, yeah, right? Yeah, you yeah. Can, what were the you things can, you actually did, you, mm-hmm. know, uh, you know, physically and where the rubber meets the road?
2: Well, I think one of the big things, which is actually what brings <clears throat> me to how I met Elizabeth, was getting out there and networking. Mm-hmm. So I joined several networking groups initially, and then I kind of, weighed them out after a year, like which ones are working or what do I feel is the most value for my time or Mm. what have you. So there's one networking group I've been a part of for 11 years and it's been very instrumental in my business as far as helping me find clients and helping me actually find members on my team, which wasn't the intent. It just ended up being that way, but just that relationship, you know, as you get to know people Mm. and they trust you and, you know, and, and the thing is the products that Arbon has are things that, people, as you know, use every single day. Mm-hmm. So it's really just trying to help people see the value in using something that's healthier or safer or more pure, you know, for mm-hmm. them, as opposed to just running into the drugstore, the department store and buying the name brand, you mm-hmm. know, because in essence, Arbonne's a name brand. It's just that, you know, it's now been around 38 years. It had been around 25 and I had never heard of it. Mm-hmm. So I'd still meet people, yeah. you know, Jess and I did a makeup event uh, at one of her friends on Saturday and half the room had never heard of mm-hmm. Arbonne. Mm-hmm. And so Mm -hmm. it just, you know, it makes a difference. But in any case, like what you're saying, it it is a matter of just asking people if they'd be willing to try, you know, or offering. Mm -hmm. And we do different things on our team. We do a healthy living dinner once a month, Mm -hmm. you know, to encourage people. And that really has nothing to do in essence with Arbonne where we're, I mean, it does, but it's, it's more of the education. Mm -hmm. And I think when people feel that you're trying to offer them something versus sell them something, It's a much better fit. And that's what we always try to really shoot to do is Mm -hmm. to where we're just saying, hey, I know you've been using this, but, you know, consider reducing your dairy and reducing maybe some of the meat that you're eating, you know, as often as maybe someone is or the gluten or whatever, you know. And then it also goes along with our nutrition products, but it's trying to make sure that you're offering people actually something that's benefit and a value to them. Mm-hmm. And so it is exactly what you said. It's it's meeting with people one-on-one. Sometimes it's doing a, a class or a presentation or hosting a, a dinner. And sometimes it's a makeup party. I mean, that's kind of the traditional network marketing thing, but I, mm-hmm. I don't always, I don't know. It just depends. Different people respond to sure. different terminology and, mm-hmm. and you kind of just need to you know, um, make sure that that fits who you're talking to, but, but that's what it is. It's a, it's a matter of just like getting people to try the products and and see for themselves if they like it better, Mm -hmm. but you have to continue to do that, you know, and that's where I think it, uh, it does take a lot of people out. You know, somebody brand new will say, well, I talked to three people and they all said no. So nobody wants this. And Mm -hmm. it's like, well, that's not really the case because there's a whole lot more people, (laughs) but it's just, again, it's just that commitment. You know, to doing it, how bad do you want it? And mm-hmm. fortunately, I've seen so much proof of success in this business, especially with Arbonne, that the only factor between you and that success is you mm-hmm. and and what you choose to do each day with mm-hmm. your business. Mm-hmm. So,
1: now, have you always been a naturally outgoing person? So, t- to me, you seem extremely outgoing, extremely extroverted, incredibly mm-hmm. comfortable in your own skin. Uh, you're not afraid to talk to anyone. Uh, and you seem you're you're very well you're you're incredibly articulate uh, as well. You can talk about a lot of different things and relate to a lot of different people. Have you always been that way, or is that something that Arvon kind of brought out in you? Or
2: you're what? so sweet. I'm just smiling from ear to ear because <laughs> it's like. <laughs> <laughs> I always had been very social, social. Yeah. without a doubt. My mom just, um, she was just the hostess with the mostest mm-hmm. for a lack of, you know, for the cliche, but she really was. I mean, the minute you walked into her home, it's like, can I get you a glass of water? Or If it was evening, can I pour you a glass of wine? Or she just was like that. And she was just fun. And we always had a very loving and a very fun family. Mm-hmm. And it just, that part of it was easy. But it's funny because a lot of people, like there was a lady at church that, it, not the lady that sponsored me, but when she knew I was looking to on she said, "You would be so good at it." And she was seeing that, just what you mentioned, Andy. But yet, on the inside, it's like, in what I mentioned earlier. I was scared to death sure. because sure. it was such an unknown, and to be 47 years old and going into a totally different, you know, not something that was by any means familiar. Other than I used products, but I had no idea how to. Mm you know, sell the benefits at that time or share the benefits. But I do think it's helped, but I've also learned to, to, to not take things personally. You know, it's Mm -hmm. if somebody says, no, I don't freak out. And you know, it's like, that's okay. Maybe it's just right now is not the time Mm -hmm. and we'll talk another time or maybe we don't, that's okay too. You know? So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the neat thing about what
0: you and your team do is that you really embody the products and the lifestyle that Arbon encourages of the, of the very healthy from the inside out. You always say that, um, yeah. lifestyle and you have products that support all that, but you also do all of those other things that support that too. This one of the girls on your team, Kelly came mm-hmm. over here one time before I was a total Arbon junkie. I was like <laughs> slowly Arbon junkie and she looked at all of my like shampoo and makeup and soaps and stuff and looked at all the ingredients and all the products and told me which ones were, you know, going to be irritating to me and which ones would be fine, even if they weren't arbon mm-hmm. products. And I really appreciated that because it really made me know that she was being genuine and that is transparent in your whole team. Mm -hmm. You guys really care about people being educated about what's healthy and what that means and what that looks like from any product that they may or may not use that's our bond all the way to like your healthy living dinners. And this is how you can eat healthy and and eat without all the extra additives and the junk that comes in some of the food that we eat every day. I think that that's really beautiful and to your point, people respond differently and Mm -hmm. so you do those different types of avenues to get in front of people, but you definitely embody that in in your everyday and I think that's really important. And then people trust, Mm -hmm. they trust you more without knowing you and without knowing the product yet.
2: Well, and it is, thank you for saying that, and it is such an education because things have changed. You know, um, you hear people all the time saying, oh, my gosh, I could never do without cheese. I love cheese. I eat cheese all the time. Well, cheese is one of the, I mean, it's very, very addictive. And, you know, it's dairy. And for a lot of people, it can really interfere with the proper, you know, running of the body, basically, depending on that person. And that's something that we're just not necessarily in tune with. We don't think that the cheese and, you know, all the commercials are saying, drink your milk and eat your dairy. And, you know, but for not everybody, that's the right thing. So it's really a huge learning curve and open-mindedness to be able to listen to or even receive information that's so contradictory, to be honest, to what we've heard Mm -hmm. in the past. So it can be a challenge, but I think it's also really important to... Again, respect where people are coming from because they're on a different path mm-hmm. and a different journey. And I know where I was when I started this and where I am now. And so I've got to remember that other people are, you know, they're at different parts of their, they might be right now where I was 15 years ago, mm-hmm. you know, or 13 years ago. So mm-hmm. I think just making sure that, you know, you, again, you respect what their thoughts are currently as you try to help them maybe become a little bit more educated in some of the the information that's out yeah. there now because there's a lot of information and that's the hard part too you can google something and someone says you know eat bacon and butter all day long and <laughs> you got somebody else that says no that's terrible and yeah. you know drink your milk no that's not so healthy and i mean you'll get it it just you can almost find someone to support you no matter what side mm-hmm. you're on yeah and which can also be very Difficult when we expect people to do their own homework, right? Right, right. So,
1: if someone is looking for answers, it, it can be very confusing to them. Yeah. And really can, if, if they're not an incredibly mm-hmm. determined person, it can really just shut them down. Yeah,
2: it can. Yeah. Because a confused yeah. mind, we tend to just like, okay, I'm not going to do anything because mm-hmm. it's there's, it's too overwhelming and it's too much. Mm-hmm. So I agree. So what are yeah. some
1: of the things that, that you may have used or, or did when you started out with Harbon? And over time, you've maybe have changed like, oh, man, that really j- that just didn't work. And I'm glad I figured that out. I've, I've moved on. Mm-hmm. So and one of the examples uh, when I want to use is the healthy living dinners. Mm-hmm. Was that something that you picked up from someone else? Or is that something that kind of came along, you know, over time? And, and, and it's it's been a very good it's been a good tool. I, and I hate to say selling tool because mm-hmm. it's not. Really utilize for that. It's more about education right. and getting people together and mm-hmm. and talk, you know, talking about, hey, this might actually work better for you rather than this. Um, so I'm, I'm curious of some of the things that you may have tried early mm-hmm. and as morphed over time.
2: I think a lot of the things that I tried early are things that we still do because mm-hmm. that's how I was taught, and I was taught by people who. Had already done it and kind sure. of figured it out. You know, we don't really need to recreate the wheel. And I think by doing the healthy living dinners, it's not necessarily something you expect. Other teams and everyone to do it just really seemed like a good fit because so many people would make the comment. I can't imagine not having cheese. I can't imagine eating just a plant based dinner. I can't imagine you know. And I thought, well, shoot, why don't we just show them at least once a month that it's not that hard? And we do our monthly meeting at Mercedes Benz of the Woodlands the first Thursday. And so we were kind of looking for another touch with the public for people that were interested and maybe learning more about our bond more mid month so it's like well shoot let's do our mid month discover our bun to be a dinner you know where people can just come over they can sample some food that's already been made it's our treat just come over try it ask questions we'll explain a little bit about our healthy living you know our nutrition and then they can decide, you know, again, they can, the ball's in their court. Right. But I think it just, I think it's really been a, an awesome thing. And I've noticed such a transformation with the different people on our team, mm-hmm. how they've gotten so much more versed and so much more into eating healthy and things mm-hmm. that even our team, you know, has chosen to eliminate from their diets. Or, I mean, we have several people that truly have gone vegan. I mean, all the way vegan, yeah. hardcore. And You know, we're not saying that you have to do that, but obviously eating a plant based diet is very healthy, and we're just trying to encourage people to maybe try it once a week or twice a week. You know, try to eliminate some of the other things that can play havoc on your system. Mm -hmm.
1: So. Liz, if you don't mind, I'm going to transition to uh, something that still has to do with Arbonne, but it's about building a team now. Uh-huh. And you have how many people now do you have uh, under you that that you you kind of are, are directly involved with that that you know look to you for guidance and leadership and
2: You know that's. That's a hard question, a little bit, because a lot of times people will say, yeah, I'm ready, I'm good to do this, and they'll be a consultant, but then they really won't do much, or they'll do some, sometime, and not another, so, but I bet we've got probably 60 people that are serious about building their business, and and then hundreds of people that just you know use the products or even like you guys that are just mm-hmm. you know like hey i found that i could switch this product for arbon and mm-hmm. and we love it just as much and we get a savings and all of that so and all of that is necessary you know without a doubt mm-hmm. but um but yeah there's probably a good a good 60 folks that are that are serious about building their business. That's incredible. Which is a blessing. That's, that's a yeah. lot of people. It is. Um, it is. It's and, great.
1: Yeah. So I'm curious about mm-hmm. the the challenges, but then also the the great things too mm-hmm. about having people that, that they, they they look to you. I mean, you're the person that was a sponsor for you. Mm-hmm. You said, "Hey, I didn't have to re- reinvent the wheel, right? Because this person was already doing a great mm-hmm. job." So I'm gonna kind of, you know, make make a little bit of my own, but you know, in your own, um, you know, style or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so now you're that person for 60 people, mm-hmm. however many people. So, what has been? Talk about some of the the great things that you've learned from that, that, and then also maybe some of the things that have really challenged you. Like, gosh, man, that's that's a head scratcher. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Well, without a doubt, the the greatest thing is what network marketing is all about, which is leveraging your time. You know, we have a team in Utah, we have a team in Massachusetts, we've got a team in California, and the crazy thing is the team in California I've never even met yet. Mm -hmm. You know, that was something that one of our ladies was posting about the healthy living and a woman in. California was like, wow, that sounds interesting. Could I have more information? They developed a relationship just through Messenger and Facebook. Mm-hmm. And then she became a district manager, sponsored her best friend, who's a district manager, who now has sponsored her best friend, who's, a dist- who's wow. almost, who's going to finish this month. And it's like, that's incredible. Now, I would have never known those people in California, Uh and I probably never would have known anyone in that leg, except that's one of those scenarios through networking that Mm -hmm. the person direct to me came out of one of my networking groups when she was leaving her job and chose she was looking for corporate. And I said, why don't you talk about, (laughs) let's just discuss our bun and see if it would be a fit for you. And so it's incredible, you know, so that leveraging of your time is unbelievable. I can be at the ranch with my family Mm -hmm. and, you know, the California team is sponsoring someone in California. Right. And I don't have to be there doing that. Mm -hmm. So it really is awesome. Or take Jessica, for instance, you know, she knows exactly Mm -hmm. what to do or Kelly or all the people that, you know, that are on our team, they know what to do. So I don't call them up and say, you know, Andy, have you made your calls today? (laughs) We don't do that. You know, you're the owner of your own business and, Mm -hmm. and everyone knows what's available and what's waiting for them if they choose to take it, you know? So it just, if we need our paycheck to be a little bit more then we should pick up the phone more or schedule more one-on-ones or, or what have you. So, definitely the biggest benefit is that leveraging of time that is that to me is you can't put a price on that because everybody else or when i was corporate there was only one me doing my job you know i had to drive to houston i had to do my job i had to drive home i couldn't be dealing with the kiddos at the same time it yes. was it was very difficult and probably the biggest thing though this is not much of a thing but i've seen it a little bit is i think even for our team At times, it's hard for them to know what it's like to be in your shoes or my shoes until they're there Mm -hmm. you know sometimes it's always easy like well maybe I would do it differently or maybe I would do it this way and that's just part of the learning process you know and I'm always receptive because they may have a better way you know my Mm -hmm. daughter and a lot of the folks on our team they've got great ideas and I'm like I am all about that you know I I want it to be the best and I want to be able to take whatever we have and and make it as good as we can make it. But sometimes I think it's it's hard, you know, until people, I think, as they start growing to area manager, then they realize, you know, that you do have some challenges sometimes because you're dealing with a team. You're dealing with all different people from different backgrounds. Right. They may not have had the same background as you, and it just, it's part of it. But that's also being patient with them and, and allowing them to grow and develop personally. And, you know, for us, education too is huge. Mm -hmm. I mean, to plug into trainings, to read books. I mean, that's just crucial because you've got to just learn to really, um, how to manage your mindset and how to manage your team and everything else. Mm -hmm. So Mm
1: -hmm.
2: hopefully that answers that. Absolutely. (laughs) Good.
1: Good. Absolutely. So you mentioned books. Mm -hmm. It's always a question that I like to ask people, uh, between Elizabeth and I we, we love to read and, yeah. and that's something that I grew up that I had to mold into I hated reading when I was a kid couldn't stand it I thought it was just the worst thing ever and uh, now it's it's silly uh, you know, yeah. I I can't go I can't go a couple of days without feeling that I need to read something so mm-hmm. books that you have learned from books that have an incredibly uh, incredible impact in your life. It could be books you're reading now or books you read you know 25 years ago and it still stays with you.
2: Well, 25 years ago I was like you and I had no <laughs> desire to read. If I started reading, I hated reading. I know I shouldn't say that, but oh my gosh, I would start to read and I would fall asleep. It just yeah. it never it was tough for me, and it was not until I got into Arbonne, and it was more of the personal development and personal growth books. And one of the most, uh, well, two of the most recent books, and mainly because they were each the keynote speakers from our last two conferences, but John O'Leary wrote the book On Fire, and that book is Unbelievable. He was our keynote speaker when he was, I believe, nine years old. He unfortunately lit himself on fire. It was an accident in the garage and he burned. I mean, it's a true, true story, you know, and what this man went through, but all the learning experiences and all the correlations, everything he talked about, I could relate everything to our Arbon business, Mm -hmm. you know, which seems strange, but it was just so. It was incredible. And then Mel Robbins was our speaker this year, and she wrote The Five-Second Rule. And that's an incredible book. And she is incredible because you see these people. And I think even with Arbonne, even if someone didn't know me or realized that, okay, she's a regional vice president, well, it's easy for her because she's there or whatever. And nobody – people don't always see all the work that it takes to get where you get yeah. right and you know Mel Robbins was i mean incredibly depressed she was drinking more than she needed to her marriage was frustrated you know she was they were financially really in a tough spot and she chose to make a change you know and came up with something that was just incredible and and the same with John O'Leary and his at one point he had come home from i think it was 9 months of being in the hospital his hands were bandaged and he was trying to eat and his sister or brother, one of his siblings, went to help him. And the mother said, don't help him. Let him do it. And, you know, of course, he's upset. He's got his hands like they look like boxing gloves. Like, how is he going to do it? But the point was, even though he was a young kid, his mom had that sternness about her, but also the love that you got to want You got to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got to want to do it. Because people aren't going to be here to do it for you all the time. And for some of us, like as a mom, when I read that part, I'm like, but he's only nine years old. Right he's gone through all of this. And it was just crazy. But her lessons carried through so much in the book. So anyway, there's there's so many of them. There's Mach 3, With Your Hair on Fire, which I'm just starting to read right now. and. Um, what is the other one? Girl Wash Your Face, Rachel Hollis. That one, I think that's it. That one's supposed to be amazing. I'm just, I, those just have both come in. So I'm about to, to embark on those. But I think the books are just the personal growth and development um, for my industry, GoPro by Eric Worry, that really talks about network marketing as an industry and that. Being in this industry, we need to be professionals in this industry, you know, Mm -hmm. not the stereotype of maybe what was before of sleazy or scammy or I'm telling you this, but I really, my ulterior motive is this. We don't have to do that. When you're aligned with a company that has an incredible culture and produces incredible products, all you got to do is, you know, just be real with it and just share and And you don't have to do all that. So I love his book for people getting started and especially in this profession to really treat it like a profession, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm proud of it. I don't ever have my tail between my legs. If someone is like, oh, that's what you do. It's like, yeah, it is, you know, and it's awesome. And it's a best decision, you know, outside of marrying my husband and having my kids that I ever made because it's really provided in in a number of ways. So mentally, you know, so many ways. So, so, so books are important.
1: What does it mean to you as, as a mother that your daughter Jessica is incredibly successful with Arbon mm-hmm. as well? So, talk a little bit about that—the relationship that you that you two have—that you know you're, it's even it's bonded even further now with business too. Mm-hmm. So, talk a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, it really has, Andy. That's a great question because. With me, my degree was restaurant management, as we talked about, and Jessica's was mass comm, you know, and her desire after school was to be in TV news, you know, and that's really what she wanted. And her first job was with a TV station in San Antonio, right out of college, and she worked there for four years. But it was so hard for me because Jess would call me and she'd be in tears because of the stories. You know, you and I hear a terrible story or we unfortunately, I mean, anything that's in the news, a school shooting or I mean, which we can't even fathom that is a real thing, but it is a real thing and we can listen to it. But if you hear it again, coming back on, it's like, all right, I, I already heard that. And I, I don't want to hear it again. I'm already aware of it. You know, whereas Jessica had to live it over and over all day long and get through the broadcast and through the everything. And it was really tough. And as a mom, That was hard, you know, just watching her go through things. I couldn't give her a raise. I couldn't give her time off. I was in the woodlands and she was in San Antonio. I couldn't even give her a hug Mm -hmm. at that point. I could just kind of listen. And it was really difficult. But I also didn't want Jessica to feel that I would be disappointed if she didn't choose to do Arbonne. I felt she needed to come to that on her own. And in all honesty, when I really started my business was when she was a senior in high school, which a senior in high school, you've got all your friends and you're, you're never home. She was off doing her own thing. And it wasn't until she left to go to college, like those eight years, four in college and four working TV news was really where I grew my business. So she wasn't around for the majority of that. But I think she started seeing that I was so much less stressed and I was so much happier. And Every time I come home to visit like mom 's around, like how cool if we want to go to lunch or we want to go shopping, like I could do things, mm-hmm. or if she said you know mom there 's a parents weekend it 's like all right i 'll be coming on Thursday, is that cool you know and we could do that so but when she made the decision not to renew her her new contract with TV news and she and George had already you know were starting to get serious, and he was in Austin. They made the decision that, okay, we're going to kind of work our way back to the Houston area and because he's from Katy and of course now they're married, but you know, at that point, this is where it was. And I think she just really started figuring out what she wanted to do. And I'll never forget. It was like two months before her wedding. And she said, I think I want to do Arbonne. And I I was just immediately, I was in tears. I was so happy because she came to it on her own decision, but I knew what this could offer her being in her 20s if she worked it like i worked it in my 40s like holy cow she's got her whole you know her whole career ahead of it and it complements what she does so well but in answer to your question it's the best i mean honestly <laughs> my being like i said tv news for her and restaurant management yeah. or corporate for me we were never going to work together mm-hmm. and so it's just really been it's been absolutely the best so i love it <laughs> So I, I've
1: got, I'm, I have one more thing that I always like to ask and I'm always curious of, mm-hmm. of people's answers is, and you can answer it one one of two ways or in your own way, whatever <laughs> option C. Mm-hmm. Your definition of success, or when you think of the word successful or people that mm-hmm. are successful, what are the people that come to mind for you?
2: The people that come mm-hmm. to mind for mm-hmm. me? I think success is such uh, there's such a, a broad variance on that. You know, to me, success can be for someone just who... Honestly, success more than anything to me means happy. Mm -hmm. Because if you're happy, Mm -hmm. you know, you can be happy in a big house, but you can be happy in a little house. You can be happy with an amazing family. I mean, it just... That's such a a tough definition because some people think, well, success, you have a million dollars in the bank. Well, you might not be happy and you might not be healthy. So it's it's really hard Mm -hmm. to measure that one in just a blanket generic type thing. Um, I feel right now that I'm more successful than I've ever been because I feel my relationship with Rankin is better than it's ever been. And that was scary. Just to go back real quick on that, because with him being the musician, he pretty much was home all day. Mm -hmm. And it was almost like, yes, it was our home. But during the day, it was like it was his home, (laughs) you know, because it's always gone. And so then when I first started, when I resigned from the church and was really working from home, it was almost a little awkward. Like, well, how is this going to work cuz this is his territory during the day. I mean, it worked out amazing, but in any case. So so we've got a tremendous relationship. You know, I adore my kids, I adore their spouses. I I feel like I couldn't be much more successful. I feel like the only thing that I want to add to my success is just continuing to share With other people, so they know that they have a choice. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a big thing, too. I think success also equals choices. Knowing that if you're doing something that you don't love, I mean, you're the perfect example of that. You know, what can you change? What can you redirect to where you are happy? Mm -hmm. And... You know, and if you're happy and if you love what you you're doing, somehow that money's going to come. You're going to find a way. It's going to trickle. It's like water trying to find the crack. It's gonna it's gonna find a way to get to you. Mm -hmm. And and I think right now, honestly, like successful people that I look up to. Probably the majority of them are people that are in our bond because that's who I look to and aspire to. Mm -hmm. But they're all people that are, you know, they're men that have overcome certain things. There are women that have just, I mean, completely changed the dynamic of their, their life, their children's, their whole legacy. And I think that's just... That's real important. Yeah. So, and I look up to you guys as well, you know, because just the way you do this for other people in the community, it's, y'all do so much. And I think, you know, just being able to help the people that we network with and that we're, mm-hmm. that we love, you know, is really huge, whether they're in our industry or not, it doesn't matter. Right. Absolutely. Thank you for
1: that. Uh, the, yeah. Certainly the feeling is, is mutual. Thank you. Andy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know Elizabeth and I can, you touched on, um, it's just a funny story that that you bring that up with you and Rankin and that was, you know, like the house was his during the day. Um, and so when I made a career transition from teaching into, into sales, I was working from home, which was a completely new thing for me. I was always used to going somewhere and going Mm. to work. And so working from home was bizarre at first. So I did that for two years or three years. And so Elizabeth would go teach. And it would be me and Cooper at yeah. home, you know? <laughs> and then, you know, of course, if I had sales calls, mm-hmm. i just, yeah, i go on sales calls and, you know, or whatever. Yeah. I'm traveling, I'm just whatever. Uh, then when Elizabeth stopped teaching two years ago... Um, just, just celebrated two years. Woo-hoo. Uh, Woo-hoo. You know, we're sitting <laughs> here in our office and, yeah. and our phones are ringing and I'm talking <laughs> on the phone and then she's I'm like, wait a minute, no, no this, this, we, this, this, this is how it goes. Yeah. People are going to hear me. Other people are in the background, mm-hmm. whatever. So you got to go in the dining room. And <laughs> so it's, it, it was an interesting, yeah. uh, dynamic, but yeah. I'm glad we were, we had different mindsets than when we were teaching. We probably would have gotten frustrated, yeah. and we just definitely had a mind shift, yeah. and we were like, "You know this is awesome, yeah, this is fantastic. Yeah. We get to do our job." Uh, we get to work at home mm-hmm. together, yeah. um, and I don't think we've ever, at this point, knock on wood. <laughs> you know, it's been two years now. Mm-hmm. We haven't had a, a time where like we've gotten frustrated <laughs> with each other, <laughs> or, or where. Yeah. And I think there are some people, and every relationship is a little bit different. There are some people that need their time apart. Yeah, um, I don't. I mean we're not really like that <laughs> we, we want to be together all the time which is uh, you know so i'm sure people are like oh my gosh you guys are weird
2: but you guys have also probably you've grown together and you've grown mm-hmm. into those Absolutely. roles together mm-hmm. you know and it, and i think yeah. it's i mean the same with rankin and i i love it i cherish it now it's yeah. it's one of the best parts of yeah. what i get to do yeah. and it really is it's pretty it's pretty amazing so i hear what you're saying yeah. Yeah. Time. Well, Elizabeth, yeah.
1: do you have anything else
0: No, I'm good. You are so wonderful. We love you guys so much, and we look up to you, and we're very proud of what you've done, and we appreciate Mm -hmm. the path that you have paved so we can (laughs) see that it's possible, and we're excited to see you keep growing and get to the next level and all the things you're doing. So thank you for being here and for the time and sharing your stories and
2: your wisdom. We really appreciate Mm -hmm. you, and we love you. Well, it was a lot of fun. Thank you, guys, and I appreciate you all both. Absolutely. You rock. Yes, sir. Take care.
1: Hey, everyone. Before you go, we just wanted to thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, then be sure to check us out every Wednesday for our latest episode. Visit us at eversoncooper.com slash podcast or find us on iTunes and any other podcast players. Thanks for listening.